Welcome to the Henry Puffer Podcast with Zoe, Nathan, Julian, Ella, Lily, Lucy, Jackson, Brooke, Rohan, Anna. Today, our guest is Mr. Chris Johnson, owner of the Tivoli Enterprise Incorporated. We will discover how Mr. Johnson began taking on this local downtown downtown treasure, what he's doing now, and what he sees happening in the future. We may also catch some interesting historical facts and find out how Mr. Johnson gives back to his community and what Downers Grove means to him. Grab some popcorn and get ready to listen to some Downers Grove history on the infamous Tivoli Theater. Welcome, Mr. Johnson. Thank you so much for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Mr. Johnson. Well, I was born in Downers Grove in 1966, if you can believe it, a long time ago. I went to Longfellow School, Pierce Downer, Washington, Herrick, and North High, also COD, UIC, and University of Chicago. I've lived here my entire life, and I love the community, and basically I make popcorn for a living, so that's what I do. When did the Tivoli Movie Theater begin, and is there a backstory to the name Tivoli? Yeah, so it opened on Christmas Day, 1928. The name, actually, they think, comes from the Tivoli Gardens in Copenhagen, Denmark. But I actually like it because if you spell Tivoli backwards, you put it in the mirror, it says, I love it. And there was an ad early on in the 20s that showed that. So that's what I like it. So I love it. What year did you start taking over the Tivoli and who originally owned it? Yeah, so. The original owners, there's a whole history on that, and I have to grab all my notes. (laughs) But we took it over, our family took it over. They bought the building in 1977, but in 1978, the people who operated it, their name was Oscar Brotman, left in the middle of the night and put a closed remodeling on the marquee, and they just left. And so then my dad, who was 41 at the time, had this building without anybody to run it. So he decided to run it and got into the business. And I started right after that. So yeah, so it was August of 1978. And I became an usher actually when I was in seventh grade. And can you imagine working with a bow tie and a tuxedo when you're in seventh grade? No. Yeah. So I was 13 and I worked there after that. What was the first movie ever played at the Tivoli Theater? It was Fazil. I have not watched it. I hear it's a little odd. And it's kind of funny because the movie or the Tivoli is known for being one of the first movie theaters that was made for talking pictures, you know, for sound. And Fazil was a silent movie. So kind of interesting. What was your most popular movie ever played there? So in my era, which was before videotapes, DVDs and streaming and all that. It used to be we would play Raiders of the Lost Ark every time it was a slow week, and we'd play Raiders of the Lost Ark, and people would still come out all the time. That's one that I can remember. I don't know, you know, throughout time. Another one that probably is really big is It's a Wonderful Life. We play it every year, and some of the Christmas movies we play every year do really well. Is the theater used for concerts or any other events? Yeah, it is used for concerts. Actually, we just had... Adina Menzel there, I don't know if you know from Frozen, she sang with her sister, she wrote a book. So we've had a lot of concerts. Another kind of funny story was we had the group The Wallflowers there, and the keyboard player 
actually is the keyboard player for the Foo Fighters, if you've heard of them. And we were out at dinner, and we were just talking. Anyways, he really liked bowling, so I gave him a bowling pin, and he played the whole concert with the bowling pin on his um, keyboard. So he was really happy. Is there a limit to how many days you can keep up your movies? And if so, how long? Some movies, like when Star Wars would come out, you would have to play it like four or six weeks. So you have to make sure that you have enough time because the first week is going to be busy. The second week will be pretty busy. But then the third and the fourth week are a little bit more challenging. That's why we built that little theater next to it. Actually, I built that back in um, when there was the shutdown and we call it the Willis Theater. I named it after my dad. But that allows us to play movies in the big auditorium for like a week or two and then move it over to the small one so it helps out a little bit. But to answer your question, most movies are at least two weeks that you have to play them. That's pretty interesting. Are movies always played on film or are they digital? So now they're digital. We still, you know, we have other movie theaters, but Tivoli is the only one we still have a film projector left. But it's been a long time since we've used it and we, we are a fully digital projection system. When was the last time you used it? Yeah, so we played, we did a screening for Christopher Nolan, who just released Oppenheimer. We did, I think it was Dark Knight, and it was a, a screening, means it's not open to the public, but the last public one was Interstellar, which was another Christopher Nolan film, because he really likes film. What's your favorite movie that the Tivoli has played? So, you know, that's a great question, and I was thinking about it. So I like the ones when it's kind of like a full house, you know, everybody's there. Probably, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark, I saw over a hundred times. So it's kind of like etched in my mind, but I like during Christmas when they have like Christmas vacation and some of those or Christmas story. It's fun to watch it with a packed house because it just kind of elevates the the vibe. So. And um, what is Raiders of the Lost Ark? What is Raiders of the Lost Ark? What is it about? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So it's it's about this lost ark or treasure and Indiana Jones. I don't know if you've heard oh, of Indiana. It's Indiana Jones. It's the yeah. first Indiana Jones film, and he goes on a treasure hunt, and then he finds it. So that's kind of what it's about. What's your favorite movie that you ever played there? Yeah, so I like different movies. I mean, there's some... For instance, I like comedies that are really silly and fun and just like to laugh. Mm -hmm. But then there's like more serious ones. Like there's a movie called Cinema Paradiso. It's about this young boy who grows up in a movie theater. Mm -hmm. So so it kind of hits all close to home. It's a little different. It's an Italian film. But I generally, I see so many movies. Mm -hmm. I really just, I like the ones that make you laugh and cry and give you all, you know, have a lot of emotion. So. Can you recall what your longest movie ever played was? Well, I think, you know, again, I think that was kind of going back to that sort of that popular, that Raiders of the Lost Ark thing that just kept coming back. You know, I feel ancient when I say this, but before there was videotapes and streaming and all that, Disney would re-release their films every couple of years. And so they would play the movies over and over. Like I saw the movie Jungle Book so many times uh, or, you know, 101 Dalmatians, all those. So they play quite a lot. Do you ever play Jumanji? Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And the sequel. And I think there's another one maybe coming out at some point. I think so. It'll, it'll come out. Yeah, I think so. Can you recall what your longest runtime movie ever was? Yeah, so I think it might have been Gettysburg, the movie, which you'd have to take a look at it. I think it's close to four hours. 
and it did have an intermission in it as well. So, you know, gave you a chance to get up and stretch when you watch it, because it was quite, I actually watched it there, and it was interesting, but it was a long, long, you know, if you can think of four hours. Although a lot of movies are pretty long these days, too. What about the movie Titanic? That one, I've heard, is pretty long. That one's very long as well. Not quite as long as Gettysburg, but it's it's certainly long, and um, yeah, and that played for a very long time at, at theaters. Do you own several theaters? Yeah, so I, so we actually have 16 locations so 15 in Illinois and one in Wisconsin, and we have 137 screens. So like the Tivoli has two screens, so that's only two of our 137. And we're still building more, and uh, yeah, we're actually the 32nd, I know this doesn't sound like much, but we're the 32nd biggest movie theater chain in the country, and we do just shy of 3.5 million people a year which actually is more than the Cubs or the Sox or most of the sports teams, which is kind of interesting how many people that is. What does classic cinema mean, and what does it mean to you? Okay, so what happened was we had the Tivoli, and so that was our company, and then we started to go to other communities, and they're like, we don't know what Tivoli means, because in Elmhurst or Oak Park, their theaters were called the York and the Lake, and so we needed to find a name that kind of summed up what we were doing. And at the time, they were all these historic downtown theaters. So we said it's their classic cinemas, their their old theaters. But then we do have some newer theaters as well. So we kind of incorporate like all the classic stuff. Like we we really emphasize great customer service or guest service is what we call it. And like value, like we'll give you free refills on everything, popcorn, ices, drinks, whatever, any size, we don't care. And then we give you a mint when you leave and all that good stuff. So it's basically, it's classic theaters and uh, it was a way of tying together the whole, you know, all the different uh, locations. What is the difference between a huge movie theater like AMC and a classic cinema? Yeah, so... You know, we do have, like, for instance, we have a location that does have 18 screens in it, but I think it does go back to the idea of, you know, the value, trying to make it affordable, but also, you know, having, believe it or not, we actually put some of the technology we put into the theaters is like, like we were actually the first theater circuit in the entire country to have 4K DLP, which is the first one ever. And we're, like a lot of the technology, we're really kind of ahead of the, the curve. So AMC is a fine theater chain, but we're definitely hometown. Like if you call the office, I might pick up the phone and say hello. And they're like, well, who are you? And I'm like, well, I'm the owner. If you need anything, I'll help you. So we are very community-based and very local. Actually, from my office, the furthest theater away is not even two hours. So we're, we're very local. The Tivoli building is huge, and it houses many things. Does the ownership include the bowling alley and the hotel? Yes, it does. So originally, we only operated the theater, and then, the, I'm sorry, actually, first it was the hotel, then it was the theater, and then it was the bowling alley. So we do operate all three of them now. And by the way, in the hotel, it's not really a hotel because the average person stays five years. So that's not really a hotel when you think about it. <laughs> For the one in Wisconsin, yes. I think I've been there. Isn't there like a hundred and something seats? 
Well, or is we, it a different we're, one? It might be a different one. So the one in Wisconsin actually has 10 screens. So oh. it, I don't know if that's in Beloit, Wisconsin. Oh. It's just over the border from Rockford. Oh, then no. Yeah, we actually took that one over in November of 2019. So just four years ago, actually. Has anyone well-known been in your theater? And if so, who? Yeah, so we've had a lot of celebrities and different folks. I don't know if you'll know all the names, but do you know Jenny McCarthy and Donnie Wahlberg? Mm-mm, no. Okay. <laughs> Donnie, I didn't think so. Well, anyways, they were like, Donnie Wahlberg was in New Kids on the Block, the group, and then he's on the TV show. But anyways, they go to our theater all the time, and mm-hmm. uh, they're regulars. And then... Alec Baldwin came out when, remember the movie Boss Baby? He was the voice of that. He came out to our one of our theaters. When, in our theaters in Kankakee, when the Bears used to have their training camp down there, all the Bears used to come in to the theater on their, you know, at night. Probably the, the most famous, you know, that maybe you guys know, Michael Jordan and uh, Michael Phelps were at the Tivoli when we had the, the Ryder Cup here. And so that was pretty cool. You know, a few other ones that maybe you know, Harold Ramis, he was in Ghostbusters, and he they shot, actually, the Groundhog Day movie was shot at our Woodstock Theater, and our manager was actually there, and then they would do, on Sunday nights, they would do what they called, like, cast and crew, they would bring in a movie and they would watch it in our theater, so that was kind of cool. Um, a couple other ones that, Emo Phillips is a Downers Grove native, and he would come in all the time, but he actually wrote Meet the Parents, again, probably a movie you don't know about, but, and then one other one, Thomas Lennon was from Oak Park, and he wrote the movie Night at the Museum. I don't know if you ever saw that. Yeah. So that's kind of neat. Everybody has a favorite theater. Do you have a favorite theater out of all of them? Yeah, so, so it's kind of like your kids, you know, you like them all, but I probably, <laughs> but I probably end up going to the York Theater in Elmhurst more often, only because... It's 10 screens, so they have all the movies. So most of our theaters actually have the recliners, and that one actually has the power headrest. They all have heat, but this one has the power headrest and has the immersive sound, and I enjoy going there. So that that's the one I go to the most. Well, fascinating. Let's talk about food, because you can't watch a movie without <laughs> snacks. Good. What's your recipe for your amazing popcorn? So our recipe is very simple, and so it's just it's coconut oil, popcorn, and then we use half the salt that you're supposed to use, and that's it. And so it's super simple. Some places add some other things in it. We just like to keep it simple. The other thing is keeping it fresh. So we actually throw the popcorn out every night. It's still perfectly good, but we just throw it out just so that you get fresh stuff every day. Has it changed over the years? There was a while when we tried a different oil. It goes into a long story. Coconut oil for a bit was considered like bad. And then now it's considered good because it's like all natural. And it's, you know, but so we switched it out and then everybody complained. And so we switched it back. What are your most popular foods and drinks you have? Well, so definitely popcorn. Ices probably are the biggest one. So. I know that my kids, they used to love to go to 7-Eleven and mix them everything up. So we have a minimum of four flavors at every place that you can mix up, and we get free refills on all those. So people love the ices. I would say ices and the popcorn. Nachos are a big thing, too.
Do you offer any healthy options too? So I would say not really. We've tried different things over time. The popcorn, if you don't put the topping on it, isn't too bad. But as far as like super healthful, the ones we've tried haven't sold so well. Because what happens is people want to go to the theater and it's kind of like their treat. So they like to like have dessert and treat themselves to things. And so when we've done that, it just hasn't worked out quite right. What is your healthiest thing? I would probably say if you just had... You know, just like I say, the plain popcorn is pretty straightforward because it's just corn with the with the coconut oil. What healthy things do you sell? So we try, yeah. So we had these um, different edamame, uh, like that was dry. Then we had different uh, healthy cookies. I mean, obviously we sell water, but I mean, but, but <laughs> that's that. Yeah, that's that's just water. So. Just different different things like that that had different nutritious stuff in it, but yeah, I can't I can't remember most of them because they didn't they didn't sell so well. Do you offer specials? If so, tell us about that. Yeah, so we do. We have we have a pretty simple menu. One is the classic combo when you you get a large popcorn and medium and two medium drinks, and you get a dollar fifty off that. But the best special is the kitty combo. And the kitty combo is actually it's a drink, a popcorn, and a fruit snack. But it costs about the same as a small popcorn, but it actually has as much popcorn as a small popcorn. So it's actually the best value. I don't like to tell too many people that, but and we don't we don't card you for that. Actually, the seniors all think they're getting away with something by ordering it because they're not. It's called a kitty combo, but we don't care. You know, if you want to buy it, that's fine. I mean, we don't. It doesn't matter what your age is. So that's probably the best one. And then, then as other as far as other values. Our $5 Tuesdays is probably, that's the one everybody loves. It might go to $6 because we've been at $5 for 10 years and in February, so it might have to go to $6, but it's still a really good value. It's every single Tuesday? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Then what is that? Yeah, so, the, well, the Tuesday, I mean, that's just for buying your ticket, oh. you know, because normally tickets are a little bit more expensive, and we have different specials, you know, as far as... If you go to a matinee before six o'clock or whatever, but the five dollar Tuesdays definitely, you know, if you look around, the average movie ticket's probably about ten bucks, and so if you get it for five, that's a real good value. Speaking of popcorn, we've read it that you are a popcorn cheap eater. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> yes, yeah. So okay, so I have all sorts of titles and. I'm also in the they call it the concession industry. I have some different certifications. I'm a a CCM, an ECM, and an ACS. But anyway, so I thought it'd be funny because every I'm also the CEO. Everybody put, always puts these letters. So on my business card, I put CPE, which is Chief Popcorn Eater. And nobody ever says anything. They just take your card. And then one person's finally like, what does that mean? I'm like, well, I'm the Chief Popcorn Eater. So, you know, I like to eat popcorn. I have a pretty, pretty easy job. What is your favorite movies? So I really like nachos and I really like our nachos because we, I make them put them all very neat in the container and then I get the extra cheese and I put the jalapenos on there. And then I love our ices. I like the green one, which is the cherry limeade. Oh, yeah. If you haven't tried it, it's awesome. Yeah. Well, I used to be blue, the blue raspberry, but the, the green icy is fantastic. Thinking back to the 1970s to present, how's the typically evolved? So it used to be, you know, like you said, well, actually, when we went in there, 
it was all one color and you couldn't even see like the really fancy uh, plaster work. And so we uncovered all that and painted everything and really kind of restored it back to its original look. And then we, we put in, you know, all the technology and sound. So it has a really bright picture and really nice sound. And then, you know, adding some of the concessions. Do you know, when movie theaters originally came out, you couldn't get no snacks at the movie theaters. It wasn't until like the 40s and 50s when people, when they started putting in the snack counter at movie theaters. So it's kind of interesting how that is. But yes, going in, probably just adding all the technology and then adding the, the smaller Willis Theater next to it in 2021. How do you give back to your community? So we do all sorts of things. We have, so people, you know, will ask for donations. So we'll give them passes and stuff like that. But they also will do like, for instance, we'll have charity events there, you know, whether it's the Roadrunner Soccer Club doing a concert, you know, they'll do comedy concerts or there's another, the H Foundation, which is raises money for cancer research. We do a library reading program where you know, if you read a certain number of books, you get some passes, all sorts of, you know, oh, the Bonfield Express, actually kind of interesting, Miss Bonfield, who, that was my son's first teacher when, when he, he had an IEP, but when he turned three, that was his first teacher. And so that we did that, now the Grove Express. But um, we do a lot of different things like that. What does Downers Grove mean to you? Well, it's where I was born, and it's where my family you know, was. And so it's, it's home. You know, a lot of people talk about, oh, you know, I've lived here for 10 years or 15 years. I'm really kind of old because like I said, I've lived here since 1966. So that's ancient. (laughs) I hate to say it. That's what it means. It's home. For our historians, we've heard rumors that the Tivoli is haunted. Is that true? Absolutely. (laughs) no so there's a thing there's a story about the mad usher and i always wondered about that and so you know the ushers they used to have people like i said when i was in seventh grade i'd have to wear a tuxedo and a bow tie and walk the aisles but there was this mad usher and there was a story that there was a fire on the backstage and there was a burn mark and it was from the mad usher i'm not sure it's true but it definitely is a little creepy it used to be a little creepy when you'd go sort of down underneath all the they have dressing rooms and stuff down there at night. But yeah, any building that's you know that's I mean it'll be a hundred years in in 1928. But yeah, there is stories of the Mad Usher. I can't I can't say that I've ever seen the Mad Usher though. Have you ever experienced one of these haunting activities? Like seen anything? Felt anything? Um. Well, I've been at some theaters, like I say, especially. You know, they're just a little creepy because you're at night. But the other thing, too, to remember is I remember once I was in, we have a movie theater in Freeport, Illinois, and I had to preview the movies. And so I had to preview a horror movie like Nightmare on Elm Street by myself at night. And you're hearing little noises and stuff. It's a little disconcerting when you're the only one in the building. So I don't know whether or not that was haunting. I think that was just me being a little bit scared. Yeah. What is an usher? Oh, so an usher is somebody, you know, that takes your ticket and shows you to your seat, make sure you're you're not, like, on your cell phone, texting, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, that's a good question. Does any of your other theaters, do they have any other stories of a haunting, or are they haunted? 
You know, that's a good question. I don't know specifically. No, I, I don't know the answer to that other than, yeah, I don't know of any. Any words that you want to leave our listeners with? So, look, I think a few. One is just if you've never seen any of the original Star Wars films, we're actually playing them in January and February. So that's kind of cool. It's been a long time since they've been out. But I would just say this. You know, if you haven't been to the Tivoli, it's a really interesting throwback theater you know, that you should come out and experience and yeah, check the popcorn out. And if you have any, you know, if you like it, let us know. And if you don't like it, give me a call. So, um, but I would just say, I think going to the movie, oh, and, and the writer's strike ended yesterday. So now all the movies are going to come back. So it's really good stuff. Thank you for taking the time to be with us today. We can't wait to see a movie during the holiday season. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Roger Ebert once said, of all of the arts, movies are the most powerful aid to empathy, and good ones make us better people. Thanks for listening!